is the Welcome to hour two of the Donna and Steve show on my talk 1071. Everything entertainment, like music news. It's time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. And Steve Patterson. You like Huey Lewis in the news? This is the beat. This is so cool. This song just hit number one for the first and only time in the 65 years since its release. It is a Christmas song. It is from the one and only Brenda Lee. Come on. Come on, right? Let's go. Right? Just a great song, too. So fun. It makes you happy. Makes you happy. Well said. Donna, this is one of those Christmas songs that... Drags along no melancholy. Yes, Steve. It is pure, festive happiness. Yes. Like you picture people walking around with like eggnog and cocktails. Bird, you shouldn't have. And they're under the mistletoe. Yes. Oh, it's so good. Um, She's 78. The song came out when she was 13. She recorded it at 13. And she is the oldest artist to top the Hot 100, replacing Louis Armstrong. Wow. Who was 62 when Hello, Dolly! hit number one in 1964. Another great song with only joy. Yes. You know, this song... Hello, Dolly. Right? Is that the one? Yes. Yes, but you sound more like you're doing a Carol Channing. 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 Channing Tatum. Tatum O'Neill. Okay. Right. Uh, anyway, this is the only, only the third, I'm sorry, no, holiday number one ever. Chipmunk song in 1958. And of course, Mariah's song, All which made it 12 times. Yeah. Jeez. Um, you know, this song for people of my generation, really, I think we go back to Home Alone. For this song, this is. Oh, I didn't even realize this was in Home Alone. Yeah, and, and you hear it all the time on, on holiday radio, but it's just it's it's a it's the scene where he's pretending, if I'm remembering correctly, he's pretending to have a party at his house because he thinks that okay. Harry and Marv are coming to break in. Sure. And so he's got like cardboard cutouts that are going around on a train so that it looks like the silhouette sure. through the sheer curtains is just a party and that they want to go away. But got it. You know, it's funny when a when a when a song is featured in an iconic movie, I mean, you just you never forget it. But the fact that even with that, it now is just getting to number one is something. Um, did you mention this that you know she 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 re-recorded? I watched a little bit of the music video that she did to celebrate the 65th anniversary of this song, Brenda Lee's "Rocking Around the Christmas Tree," and it's cute because she lip syncs to it. I'd kind of like to hear what her voice sounds like because I was stunned when I found out that that's a 13-year-old girl oh, who know. is singing that song. Um, I'm so glad she's alive to see this. Me too. Happen. It's so cool. Well, I think part of the reason that it's at number one is because of the music video that she put out to celebrate okay. this anniversary. And there are some um, there are some cameos in there. Trisha Yearwood, Tanya Tucker, they show up in this video. So go watch the music video, too, if you want to just feel a little extra joy. You see Brenda Lee rocking out to Rocking okay. Around the Christmas Tree. Very cool. Thank you, Donna. Uh, thank you. You have another interesting story. You know... My daughter recently learned CPR awesome. in, in school, and I thought that that was a really great thing. And then they put together these other songs 
besides staying alive that you can resuscitate somebody to. So you know how Donna, you've taken uh, you've taken CPR CPR class yeah. here in the building. I think I did. It was great. And do they still do the? Well, they didn't bring up the Bee Gees song. They didn't. No. I find that surprising because they did at my daughter's middle school, and maybe they didn't do that did. to the maybe old fogies in the building. You Respectfully, know, maybe you're right. Anyway. Anyway. Um, there are now a list of. Other songs that you can do that to. And the entire list that I had is gone. Oh, no. And I, every word I've said for, in the last 40 seconds has been me stalling, trying to find it. Okay. Now you help me. I will help oh, you. Oh, I got it. I zip. Bozy, bozy, bop. Here's how you can resuscitate somebody bop. to the song 1999 by Prince. Oh, love Don't it. Don't party like it's 1999. Yeah, that's good. You should breathe. Poker Face by Lady Gaga. Love that song. <laughs> bumping your chest. That is a good way to, you know what I mean? To get the right rhythm. Yeah, I fear the song most people have in their head while administering CPR is... <laughs> <laughs> Dancing Queen by ABBA. Okay. How about... Lizzo, her song About Damn Time makes the list for a CPR song. That's awesome. In a minute, I'm going to need you to stop breathing on your own uh, again. Dance the Night by Dua Lipa. I like Flowers. that song. Flowers by Miley Cyrus. Sorry. Flowers. Give us your flowers. You always sing that, huh? I can buy my own flowers. Pump, 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 pump. I think that's too slow. This is for someone that you don't care about as much. The first few were family members. Okay, got These it. are co-workers this is a now. at the airport. Okay. Yeah, and when we get down to enemies, it's going to be like a really slow and Barry brooding. Manilow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, respect by Aretha Franklin That's made good. the list. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Just Notice a girl. I'm getting out of breath. I'm not even doing anything. I'm just pretending I'm out of breath. <laughs> Donna's just in CPR for the kiss. <laughs> I can help him. It's not a kiss. Kiss. Do you have to put your no? You don't have to put your mouth over their nose. You have to hold their nose, tilt their chin back. Don't look this up on the Red Cross. We're not professionals. They're laying down. You chest compress, bump, bump, bump for a long time, and then hold their nose, tilt the chin up, and then breathe into their mouth. And right? you have um. They also give you a um. A, like a mouthpiece that you could put over their mouth. Oh. That, I mean, who's going to have time for that? Honest to goodness. I thought you were going to say that. a mint. <laughs> In case they wake up, you know? Oh, my gosh. Give them a mint. Uh, All Star by, by Smash Mouth. And then, of course, Staying Alive was the original one. Love um, it. The holiday CPR list, right, real quick. Last Christmas, Jingle Bell Rock, A Marshmallow World. Yes, a marshmallow world. That's fun. Winter Wonderland by Tony Bennett. Since my Sharon left me, every day is summer. And then well, Let It Snow by Gwen Stefani. Stay alive, okay. everybody. Stay alive. Uh, 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 uh. Stay, stay alive. alive. Stay alive. That one's the best because yeah. it's staying alive. That is true. You know what that I mean? That is true. Me? 
Uh, I'm going to take off for this next segment. No, no, no. Out of secondhand <laughs> no, 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 embarrassment. No. Nope, nope. Um, mm. I hesitated telling this story to Donna because I knew that it would be, I would be riddled with judgment. I had to do something moment, right? sort of vulnerable, sort of embarrassing last night via direct message. Oh, no. With Kelly Ripa and Mark Consuelos. No. And I felt stupid doing it, and I feel stupid telling you. I'll tell you what I did and how they responded. Oh, God. When we come back, it's Don and Steve on my talk. Best bet. If you love the story of George Bailey and the fun of a 1940s radio drama, complete with live sound effects, all staged at the beautiful St. Paul Hotel, then get tickets today at stpaulhotel.com. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, where talk is usually fun. <coughs> we need to set up a new segment called just secondhand embarrassment. I feel like that would usually be a segment that only I would be talking during. <laughs> and then you are in the background, sort of, you know, all Going, curled oh, up, no. rocking back and forth in the corner. No, 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 no. Uh, oh, I had God. a moment last night that even I was sort of embarrassed about. But I ask you this question, Donna, to listen empathetically and then tell me, what would you have done? Quick context, not to belabor this story, but quick context here for those who don't know. Uh, next week, oh, no, I'm sorry, this week, um, I'm going to fly out to New York and do a story with Mark Consuelos from Live with Kelly and Mark. And we're going to go cut down a Christmas tree. It was his idea. I was out there for the Halloween show, and he was like, hey, we should go. I said, oh, I can't wait to see your Christmas tree. So we should go cut one down. Gelman, let us do a taped piece. Boom. Now it's all set. At the end of this, I post a video about doing it, and I say, hey, who knows? Maybe at the end of this, I end up back at Kelly and Mark's place, sipping cocoa under the Christmas tree, whatever. You know, put it on your vision board. And then Mark responded on in the comments on Instagram, and he said, you're coming over for dinner. Okay. And I responded like, I don't know if this is real life or not. I don't know if this is just, I don't know what's going on. Is this a bit? Kelly Ripa then responds and says, don't get too excited. I'm cooking. So that happens. A week goes by. Mm. We haven't followed up. We haven't sent each other messages saying, hey, by the way, it's going to be here happening at this time, blah, blah, blah. Oh, so over the weekend, I posted another video of like, hey, guys, and I showed the comment thread and was like, look, I might be going to dinner at Kelly and Marks. I did some silly bits about what should I talk about? What should I bring to them? From our great state of Minnesota, I say uh, thank you for having me. Get meanwhile, this whole time you know that they both follow you. I know that they both follow me, and yes, and this is a way where a you get a little entertaining content out there. Hopefully, uh, get some funny interaction with uh, people who follow along on these adventures. And then if they wanted to chime in and be like, "Hey, dude, chill. This isn't happening," or you know, it was just a joke, whatever, we could get a little clarification. Mark responds to the message or to the video. And he puts a comment, and it says, don't bring anything, just bring yourself. You're a great conversationalist, and yes, you call the Uber. Because I asked, like, do I call the Uber, or do they say, all right, it's Uber time, let us get you an Uber. Like, do they tell me when to leave, or do I leave on my own? I don't know. I don't do dinners. Oh, you know God. this about me, Donna. Oh, Lord. So, mm. now... The team at Kelly and Mark reaches out to me this week, and they say, hey, we got things are changing with Mark's schedule. So the shoot was going to be like today. I was going to be in New York. They said, can you switch it? Yes. Then yesterday they're saying, okay, it might be this time, it might be this time. 
They send me a note yesterday, and it says, Steve, we're going to fly you in on Wednesday. We will fly you back Thursday night. And I was like, oh, I don't know if that's going to leave any time for the dinner. So I write to, to <laughs> Gelman's assistant, and I said, listen, this sounds silly. I know. But hey, no, it doesn't sound silly. It sounds real. You're going to say thirsty. Thirsty and a little. Can we little, change that to opportunistic? Little bit opportunistic <laughs> and a little bit stalkerish. <laughs> Definitely, at the very least, it's a red flag. Oh my god! It, there's a little bit of a red flag. If I were Kelly, I'd well, be it's like, gonna okay, get worse. This is getting weird. I tell Gelman's assistant, "Hey, oh. something kind of silly here." And then I explain the whole thing. I was kind of invited via Instagram comments to dinner. I don't know if it's real or not, but do you mind if I first check in with them before we confirm travel so that if there is an opportunity, I, of course, would love to uh, say yes to that. But if not, then we can blah, blah, blah. And she was like, yes, do it. And she, by the way, Gelman's assistant, very nice. Thank you, Mia. She said, I don't think that's silly at all, Steve, you wanting to have dinner with them. I said, well, thank you, Mia. So then we get to last night. Now I got to send him a message. So I send Mark a, a message, just like a little thumbs message. Hey, Mark, looking forward to the shoot, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, hey, real quick, at the risk of sounding like a total idiot, do you think a dinner thing is happening? I don't know what's real and what's fake anymore, blah, blah, blah. A couple hours go by, don't hear back from him. Start to panic. He's ghosting you now. Okay, okay. He's ghosting someone who's going to be a guest on the show. Or a participant. Yes. Oh, Lord. So then I said, I'm going to reach out to my pal Kelly, too, because she checks Instagram, I think, more often than Mark does. And time was of the essence because they needed to book the travel, okay? I then look at it, and I thought, you know what? I started to type a message, and I was like, wait. This is a voice message. This She needs to hear the tone in my voice. It will make it less uh. desperate-seeming. So then I sent a message that I probably deleted the first four takes of because i was like what are you even talking about now man you need to get on track is this a cell number this is no this is via direct message in instagram you can send a voice memo got it yep but it was scary to use so i test drove it on another friend first and at the end of the voice message i was like by the way this was just a test because i'm going to send one later i sent a message on me and it was basically saying things like look kelly here we go this is going to be super embarrassing I should immediately delete this. Let's both agree to digitally burn these audio files. That being said, I'm going to come and do a shoot with Mark. And we've sort of been joking about a dinner. And I don't know if that's real or not. I'll be in town Wednesday and Thursday night, blah, 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 blah. But if we feel, I said, we have three options here. A, like, yeah, uh, for sure. Let's do dinner. Option B is, oh, yeah, we, we do want to do dinner, but this Wednesday and Thursday doesn't work out. Option C is, slow down, Steve. You sound like a crazy person. It was a joke. Bye. Like, I gave them three options to choose from, okay? Mm. I needed to get an answer, oh. so I pressed send. I sent it, and I couldn't get it back, and it was there. I walked away from my phone. I walked away from my phone. I didn't look at it for about 30 minutes. I was just like, don't, don't. Just get away from it, man. And then she sent me a message. And I pressed play. And I'm not going to play it for you here. But to my relief, it was Kelly. And it was Mark. Mark was sort of in the background in the kitchen. You could hear. And she was laughing, saying, oh, my God, I don't even know if this is sending. It was her first voice message, too, via Instagram. But not only... 
did they say, yes, we would love to have you for dinner. They went on to say, like, is Thursday going to be okay? Does this time work for you? And then they were like, by the way, we want to know, like, do you uh, have food allergies? Are you a funny, you know, she said, are you intolerant of anything? Are you lactose intolerant? Mark chimed in with, or are you just an intolerant person? Like, things we want to know. But they go on to say, we don't have company over often, believe it or not. We rarely have people over and entertain, so we want to give you the, quote, full consuelos. So you tell us, what, what, what do you want to eat? What do you want it to be like? Tell us. And so then I sent back another fumbling, bumbling, very gratitude-filled message of their, I said, you guys just let me plow into your home via Instagram for dinner. And that, I'm understanding, is very awkward for you guys, and I appreciate your kindness. But then Mark was in the back. He was like, Steve, my word is my bond. This is happening. So now it's happening, and i got to go out today and get Spam and Chicken Wild Rice, or Wild Rice. They can provide their own chickens, and maybe a salted nut roll. I have a good place for you to go. Okay. I need a place. Um, Costco. How about the general store in Minnetonka? I've got killer idea. Donna Valentine. I'm full of great ideas. you got to consult with me more often. Honest to goodness, because I was like, I don't want to drive into the cities. I don't want to be floating around St. Paul. I'm, I'm at the cathedral. The General Store of Minnetonka. I'm coming your way, guys, after the show. Great idea, All Donna. All right, well, I'm, gl- I'm so relieved that... So this is Thursday before you leave, Thursday night? Thursday, Thursday night. Donna, what would you have done? I had to send a voice message, don't you think? Uh, it's too late for me to respond. <laughs> Let's play a game. 651-641-1071. Call now. I do. Hey, welcome back. Thank you for listening. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Alrighty. You want to play a game, Steve? Okay, Donna. It is oh, time. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's yes. time to go to college. college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Yes. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. Yeah. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host, the Big Zamboni. I want to see how smart you are. We are playing a little college of pop culture knowledge today. It's been Steve that's been on a little bit of a tear here. He's been winning a bunch, pulling away. 129 to 122 is where the score sits. Thank God Belanger's in this week. Oh, crap. <laughs> maybe make up some ground there. Uh, yeah. Maybe make up some ground today. I don't know. We're going with a uh, an individual uh, of a musical past. We are going with a guy who's celebrating a birthday today. How old do the two of you think Jim Messina is? Whoa. Like Loggins and Messina? Like Loggins and Messina, yeah. I needed that clarifying bit. Um, 74. I'm gonna... 81. 74, 81, uh, it's 76. Donna, you are closer. Without going over. And uh, we are going to be celebrating today with a little Jim Messina trivia today for the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. Oh, boy. Okay. (laughs) Um, Who do we have on the line? I Um, need to talk with them. I need to ask uh, again. Remember our uh, our friend, the Pavilion Fairy? Yes. Yes. She's on line with us. Oh, God love her. Hi, Hi, Pavilion Fairy. How are you? Hey, really good. Okay, I... I'm really sorry, but I've never heard of that guy, so I don't know if I'm going to be much help. You'll know the music when you hear it. Okay, good, good, good. Here's the thing. Um, You, everybody loves teaming up with an underdog. And I got to tell you, I know jack squat about this person. They had to tell me who he was in a band with for me to even know that this was a person. I am the underdog today. So if you want to be a part of an underdog story, I would love to team up with you. 
Well, here's the deal. Donna was amazing with the Bad Christmas song, and he made it even made it epic by having you guys have your microphones on while it was playing. Oh, yeah, that one. (laughs) Totally made it. But I got to go with Steve. Okay. Okay. Not a problemo. Don't go and Google Musina. I'm not going to. Listen, can I just, can I help Steve for a second? Yeah, do it. Yes. Don't give too much He was Kenny Loggins' partner. Okay. I didn't know that Loggins had a partner. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to take off and get a knife okay. for my avocado that I just found in my purse. <laughs> okay. <Bye. laughs> All right. Uh, Pavilion Fairy is going to go on hold. Steve, we're going to play a game today, but we'll see how it goes. College of Pop Culture Knowledge celebrating the 76th birthday of uh, one Jim Messina. And as Donna just gave you a little more context, that is Loggins and Messina. They were a popular duo. But uh, again, I don't make the College of Pop Culture Knowledge questions too tough. So it should be gettable. We'll find out. Let's see. Okay. Let's uh, get it started here. And again, uh, Pavilion Ferry, you hang on the line. If you want to change anything, you can. Uh, Let's start it off with this one here. Loggins and Messina's best charting hit was this song criticizing their parents' taste in music. Poison would cover it to huge success in the late 80s. I uh, don't know. And uh, and even though we ain't got money, I'm so in love with you, honey, is a line from this top 10 hit for the duo. Uh, even though we ain't got money, I'm so in love you nailed with you, What's that song? You, I don't know. Show off to come up with it. Uh, Jim see. got his start as a late member of this grazing rock group that started in L.A. by a trio of Canadians. Grazing. So grazing. is it like cows eating, munching? Um, P- Pavilion Fairy, you got to dig deep here. This is on you. I got to go. Bye. All righty. Uh, you heard his responses uh, there, uh, our, our friend Pavilion Fairy. Uh, anything? Yeah. How about I just repeat these for you and then you give me your best guess? Yeah, you could maybe just do it in Greek and that would be probably helpful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, let me just read it for you, see if anything pops up there. Loggins and Messina, best charting hit was this song criticizing their parents' taste in music. Poison would do a cover of it to huge success in the late 80s. Yeah, got nothing. Okay. Even though we ain't got money, I'm so in love with you, honey, is a line from this top 10 hit for the duo. Nothing. I mean, I've right. heard it. I've heard it, yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. And then any idea on that grazing group that started in L.A.? by? Well. The only thing that I know it's not right, but trampled by turtles is the only thing I could think of with a group of animals. Okay. No, I got nothing. Sounds good. We'll put you back on hold. Maybe it was too difficult today. We'll find out. I don't know. We'll bring Donna back in here. She'll get one or two of these, I think. think Hey, Donna. Come on, Donna. You know, I just realized that I probably did screw up one of your questions. No. I didn't? No. 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 Donna. You did not. I promise. Okay. You're I gonna was going to give that go. little clarification right as we started. Because okay. I know okay. Jim Messina is obviously not the most well-known person we've ever done College of Pop Culture Knowledge on, but uh, we'll see how it goes. Okay. We, we may have gone three for three, Donna. Okay. Good luck, See, they're easier friend. than they sound. Okay. Exactly. Let's start mm-hmm. it off with, uh, with this one here. Loggins and Messina's best charting hit was this song criticizing their parents' taste in music. Poison would cover it to huge success late in the 80s. Pass. And even though we ain't got money, I'm so in love with you, honey, is a line from this top 10 hit for the duo. Uh, even though we ain't got money, I'm so in love with you, honey. Jim got his start <laughs> as a late member of this grazing rock group that started in L.A. by a trio of Canadians. Grazing, grazing, rock grazing grass, grass, trio of... grassroots. Grassroots. Uh, 
Okay, this is the advanced level of college of pop culture knowledge today. <laughs> Boy, I for a second I thought you had something with grassroots, and then I was like, oh, I don't think so. But it, like, grass—that's closer than we got. We'll see how this goes. Let's run through the first one. Loggins and Messina. Uh, their best charting hit was this song, criticizing their parents' taste in music. Thought this might be the one that was most gettable. Poison would cover it to huge success later on. Your mama don't dance. And your daddy, daddy don't rock, rock and, and roll. roll. Yes, of course, Poison uh, had, uh, I think it went all the way to the top 10 for Poison in the late 80s, but that was originally a Kenny Loggins written song, and Loggins and Messina performed it for the first time. I had no idea that Poison covered that. Oh. Me neither done. It rocks. I like the original version. I said, your mama don't dance and your daddy don't. I'm thinking of it, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. But I think you probably are th- singing Am the I poison, thinking of the poison song. Wow. I think you probably okay. are. It's a little harder edge than, than this one. Uh, let's roll on again. And even though we ain't got money, I'm so in love with you, honey, is a line from this top ten hit. You guys did a great job of singing the song. Yeah, we nailed the melody. <laughs> for sure. Just couldn't name it. It is Danny's song. Song. Danny's oh, song. Danny's song is the title Back. of that wow. one. What's going on? Mike likes his yacht rock. I do enjoy some yacht rock, sure. Yeah. Um, we'll move on to the next one. Jim got his start as a late member of this grazing rock group that was started in L.A. by a trio of Canadians. If I told you one of those Canadians was Neil Young. Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young? No, nope, but Stills Messina? was in it as well. Mm. The grazing. What is that? Grazing. Hay fever. No, it's got to be something about eating something. Chomping. Buffalo Springfield. Buffalo's Grace. Yeah. (laughs) Buffalo Springfield was the answer for that one. Jim Messina jumped into that group very towards the end of that group's existence. I appreciate the creativity. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I guess I should have been a little more creative and specific because everyone went over for, uh, for three, but oh, that's no, okay. That means we've got a tiebreaker. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the only times that's happened where we've both gone over lifeline included. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to bring uh, Pavilion Ferry back in here. Uh, you're going to play along with us, okay? Excellent. So I'm going to start reading this question. And again, if you've listened, you know how the tiebreaker questions work. Uh, I start reading it. If at any point you know it, yell at your name, give me the answer. The question gets progressively easy as the uh, as it goes so here we go are the three of you ready to play yes ready all yep. right danny's song that song that you guys could all sing but nobody uh, could come up with the title was was featured in a 2001 movie this 2001 movie it was bradley cooper's film debut and i'm gonna go with yes man son of a gun yes man dang it is incorrect so it's Pavilion Ferry versus Donna. Again, hear out the question. It's going to get progressively okay. easier. Here we go. Uh, Danny's song was featured in this 2001 movie. It was Bradley Cooper's film debut and featured an incredible cast that included Paul Rudd, Janine Garofalo, and Elizabeth Banks. It was set on the final day of camp in 1981. No. A group of counselors. Donna. Wet, hot, summer. Wet, hot, Canadian, wet. Hot, wet, summer, wet, hot, summer. Summer, wet. Mike, you got a buzzer on that. Wet, hot, summer. A group of counselors, Pavilion Ferry, try to compete for, uh, compete, excuse me, complete their unfinished business before the day ends. Do you have any idea what the name of that movie is? Uh, Bus 5 out of New Haven. (laughs) (laughs) 
That is a great way to describe this entire College of Pop Culture Knowledge today. No, Don, I already have it. You don't get to go again. Sam does have it, but he... You said it? Did you say? No, No, but it's going to be wet, hot American American. summer. I love that you said Canadian summer. uh, (laughs) Mike, is that a draw? Does no one win today? If I can come up with a quick tiebreaker number three. (laughs) Poor Mike. Mike has um, put together what for us is a Harvard level version Harvard. of the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. You could have two different people in the seat, and they may have gone three for three. But I, I really thought you were going to get one or two of those questions. I Donna. did too. Man, I'll give but, you the shortest. I'll give you the shortest marriage in Hollywood history. Uh, yeah. Okay. Sure. All right. Yeah. Mike's well, looking Mike's, for a second yeah. tiebreaker. What do you er, got? Ernest Borgnine, mm-hmm. and um, oh, gosh, it's killing me now. The Broadway diva. Ben oh, Midler? Ethel, Ethel Merman. Oh. 32 Merman. days. Oh, wow. 32 days. Now, you have to figure half of that was the litigation with the divorce. So they sure. were married for like oh. two weeks together. But, yeah, there had to be alcohol involved in that. Although oh. Brittany and, uh, and Jason Alexander, they were like, hey, hold my just beer. Just a couple of days, alcohol. yeah. Oh, okay, well, okay. But you know what? That was great, useless information. And we needed it to fill time. Yeah, that's what we do here. Hey, Steve, I was thinking the wild rice. Get it at Lund's. It says Minnesota wild rice on it. Okay. And that's going to be a good brand. And Gelman's um, holiday dish that he did on the show was with wild rice. Oh, how wonderful. Yeah, so that was like a week Oh, you could do a recipe card, put it in there with it. Oh, okay. Um, Getting a little too complicated here, guys. But just the wild rice is Lunds and Byerly's. That's easy and quick to pick up. But here's the key, Mark. Thank you note at the end. A real handwritten thank you note. Kelly's big on those. Okay, okay. That's your kicker. That is your kicker. Okay. That's your in, Steve. Yep, get a nice crane, nice crane thank you notes. Good quality. And write it with a very nice pen. If you have a fountain pen, do that. Okay, Mom. Hold on a second. Seriously, seriously, <laughs> uh, a handwritten thank you note in any situation bowls people over. I agree with you. It is, it is, and do it, be, make it brief. Okay. And, okay. Speaking of which, <laughs> I, we do I'm need so to ironic. tighten this up just as much because we're going to be at a commercial break soon, Pavilion Fair. All good information, but we that, still have a prize that, for you to possibly win. We certainly do. We have oh. another tiebreaker question here to okay. decide because we're still wondering who's going to win the College of Pop Culture <laughs> Knowledge. I know I'm on the edge of my seat. Uh, uh. In uh, the year, okay, are you ready? All three of you ready, once again. Ready. I'm dying. Uh, back in uh, 1993, Jim Messina wrote a song called Mexican Minutes. It was featured on an album for this duo. Steve. Steve was actually first. Brooks and Dunn. Oh, yeah! my goodness. Let's go. Oh, only because I took you to the concert. Yeah. <laughs> this is a great wow. song. She's celebrating by hitting Oh, she's celebrating. <laughs> Pavilion Fairy. She's going away. Well done, well done, well done. Okay, oh. Pavilion Fairy, we're going to put you on hold. We'll get your information and send you my talk fountain pen. Um, that was like a what twenty-five a to one long shot that she ended up losing. Wow! I pulled that up and I was like, "Well, obviously Donna's going to get this one, but Steve, nicely done." Oh my gosh! How about go, this? Steve. Uh, let's take a break now. Take a quick breather. When we come back, Donna, I want to hear about this. You found this new dating term. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! You're going to love it. Uh, called the Golden Retriever Man. She'll explain <laughs> yes. what that means and maybe where you can find one yourself. That when we come back, Donna and Steve on my talk. 
Hey, it's Donna for Bradshaw and Bryant's Law Firm, where they are dedicated to helping people under some really tough circumstances. Whether you are suffering from an injury, uh, maybe you lost a loved one in a fatal accident, God forbid. Maybe you're facing criminal charges. I'll tell you what, Mike Bryant assures that every legal tool at their disposal will be used to protect your rights. Uh, Mike not only understands the legal aspect of personal injury, for example, but as a parent, he knows how it can affect families. Oftentimes, there's medical expenses and lost wages. There's rehab costs. There's distress. And that could change things at home for everyone. You can get a hold of Mike or a member of his team for a totally free consultation to assess your case. And I'll tell you what, if you do have an actionable case, Bradshaw and Bryant are going to put their knowledge and experience to work for you. Justice for the injured. That's what Bradshaw and Bryant are all about. You can find them today at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Hello. To you. Really nice. Thank you. I like this. No, no, no. The song. Oh. A very nice song. Let me hear this voice. Is that Nat King Cole? It is. That's a good. He's good. He's good. Un- unforgettable. That was great. Hmm. We thank you all for tuning in today, wherever you're listening. We'd like to say thank you for making us part of your day. <laughs> I just found out that the uh, Twin Cities live staff at Channel 5, they have a record player, but it's a new fancy hipster record player, and they brought it in and texted and said, hey, we're listening to you guys right now in the Twin Cities Live office. A, thank you. That's so cool. B, cool that record players, these hipster things, you can get a radio signal as well as playing your hipster records. Cool. Donna. Maybe someday um, CDs will come back. I'm not giving up hope yet. No, but do you see the cool thing? <laughs> yeah, because they have a record player that is also a radio, right? Yes. Okay, cool. Great. <sighs> Thanks for listening. What? <sighs> I'm sorry. I'm not you. Stop trying to make me you. I sometimes feel like I'm getting closer, though. <laughs> and then something like this happens. I have two episodes left. Of, Only Murders? Yes. Season, season one. one. Season one. It's Great. picking up. It's, picking it's got a up. nice. It's got a nice final episode too. It's picking up. I like that. Um, Nathan Lane is kind mm-hmm. of a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I like the deaf guy they brought in. Mm-hmm. Great character. Yeah, yeah. And now things have changed. What we thought was is not. Which is what I love about a good murder mystery, where you're just like, you know. You can't jump to any conclusions early on. That's right. Because it's just like, this ain't going to... Yeah, it ends... From what I remember from season one, not everybody has a good season finale. They have a good season... They do season finales well. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm on it, guys. I'm on it. Proud of you. Thank you. There's a new dating term, FYI. It's called Golden Retriever Man. (laughs) <laughs> sounds to me it sounds a little condescending a touch but yeah. also complimentary yes because golden retrievers they are seemingly the best dog that man can have or woman in terms of their general disposition their likability their their behavior their temperament 
All they have all the good things. The only bad thing they have is they shed. Correct. That's why they make them shed. That's right. That's why they make them. Well, is that why they make them shed, or is that why they make them so cute? One of the two is balancing the other out. Right. Any hoozle. There is. um, There are single women who are looking for a guy who's attractive. Others want someone who's funny, someone with a certain career, someone who's maybe more family focused. But others want Golden Retriever Man. (laughs) 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 This sounds like it's coming back to the centaur. That's a guy who, just like the breed of dog, is a sweet, gentle, affectionate, and eager to please kind of guy. Not to mention easy to train. That's where it gets a touch condescending. Yeah, it's like, come on. Urban Dictionary defines this type of guy as a significant other that's easygoing and makes it fairly simple to maintain a happy and fulfilling relationship. You know, Donna, I think we might have a golden retriever man in the studio with us today. Think about Mike. Oh, yeah, Mike, is. he seems like you'd be a golden retriever man. Just nice. He says he never gets mad. He's not a voice raiser. He isn't overly opinionated where he's like, no, but I need to say my two cents has to be hurt. None of that. He's very easygoing. Um, He's a golden retriever man. Yeah. You know who else? That's a compliment, Mike. I appreciate that. It is a compliment. Travis Kelsey Ah. is thought to be a golden retriever man. Mm. Also, people like Sean Mendez or Tom Holland. Hmm. So it's more of a it's a good thing. Oh yeah, the training thing. That's that's we could chill out with that. We're not we're not changing people. I don't hmm. know though. There's some things I need to change. So I'm, yeah. I'm being trained well. Wow, really? <laughs> yeah. Don't you think some of the dumb things? I think that's a dumb thing to say in a relationship. Is the don't change me? Don't try to change who I am. We should be changing well, we, should we should be helping be each other to growing. grow and move yes, through and growing, i yes. know what you mean yeah like you don't want to but like i bet a lot of women would like to know that a man in their life is trainable highly trainable mm. and frankly if you uh motivate us with the right treats we are very oh, trainable. gross Donna. <laughs> david <laughs> how i express my love Ew. donna i think we should take away the word train and maybe say like they're compromise, you know, like I'm a very neat person, believe it or not, Steve. Like I can't stand to see anything on my table. I can't stand mess. I don't, I can deal with like dirt more than I could deal with mess. If that makes sense. That does make sense. And if you're a messy person, Come on, there's got to be, like, a happy medium. Yeah. Like, just pick up after yourself. I've gotten better. I'm not great, but Lou has trained me in that way. She's helped open my eyes through many a dust-up over our nearly 20 years together. Of like, hey, but if you would have seen me when we first got married to now with the frequency of picking up around the house and, you know, 
unloading or loading the dishwasher, those basic little things. There's a some, long way. For as many years as I've loaded dishwashers, I, until I got married, had no idea I was doing it incredibly wrong. Oh, uh, for sure. <laughs> Wait, so what did, What were you doing? Oh, just every, every part of it. I was. I um, might be too. Doing I don't it know. incorrectly. So we got that figured out, though. So, like, <laughs> things, like things like plastic goes on top yeah, or like that certain, kind of stuff. Yeah, they have the to bowls. face certain ways. Yeah. They got to be, you know, in certain angles. And you know. Lou came by the dishwasher the other day. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I got this loaded. And then she, she looked into it and was like, hang on and pulled her open and was like oh kind of like gave me a quick glance up like okay you're not capable of this and then she really quickly like it was a scene a montage scene in a movie was like move this, and then 20 seconds later you could fit about eight more dishes in there <laughs> okay. i am of the who cares let's just run it and then go again but she is a more efficient a thir- she's thorough she's more thorough than i so she's trying to Trini, that's why it's tough for us to get the kids to load the dishwasher, because sometimes mom or dad or both have a way of doing it, and then they open and are like, guys, yeah. use your brain. How did you put this in here? Yeah, I think women open up the dishwasher, and this is what they hear. <laughs> because somehow <laughs> they just go Tetris on it they and do. find amazing And I'm sitting back there, like when you used to watch one of your buddies play Tetris, and you're like, holy crap, they're on a run. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I didn't even know. So, somebody bring me those dishes. Come here. She's in his own. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Donna, I don't think I've ever played Tetris. I think you would you would feel challenged in this house, Donna, if if clutter bothers you, because we pick up this house so often. But especially the four year old, he runs in and if you bring out a bucket of eight dinosaurs and some building blocks, (laughs) and it it feels like a bomb went off in your home. Does he pick up after himself? He's getting there slowly but surely. Okay, slowly. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. All right. Hey, there's a country artist who's about to get a show based on his life. I kind of like this idea. Me too. We'll tell you about it after a dirt alert with the big Zamboni, which is coming up next.